Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This week, I'm joined by podcast favorite, Lindsay Carescue. Lindsay writes and edits the ever-expanding Gainesville blog, Level to the Room, where she's experienced the best opportunities in covering music, from writing reviews to interviewing bands during the fest. Lindsay has done it all. We connected first over social media since we both have close taste in music, and if you've listened to any of the Fest preview episodes this year, you know she's become quite the staple here on Angry Girl Music. In this episode, we dig into how Lindsay became a writer, what she loves about working on Level to the Room, the opportunities she's pursuing in music, and more. But before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to everyone participating in Pride events across the world. I was fortunate to join in my local Pride festivities over the weekend with some of my best friends, and like every Pride I've attended, it was one of the most memorable and impactful experiences. There was so much representation for the trans community and for asexuality that really demonstrates just how inclusive the events have grown to be, and how communities are really coming together. A friend of mine, Josh, was approached by a person and received a compliment on his asexual flag that he was carrying. And was asked where he got it from because they had never found one before. My friend pulled out an extra flag from his bag to give to this person who burst into excitement and asked to hug him and thanks. It was really special watching them hug and cry and share this intimate moment reminding each other of their validity. I'm going to hold on to that moment and so many others like it that I witnessed all weekend as something positive to focus on during trying times. That kind of unity is what we need and that kind of love is what will help us all stay strong. So, thanks for hearing me out on this, and I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful rest of Pride Month. With that, let's turn it over to Music by Retirement Party and hear from Lindsay. Lindsay Karaskew from Level to the Room. 
who joined us for the Fest Reaction Show probably about mm, almost two months ago. So welcome back, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's been so much fun. And this time um, I get to have you back to talk more about everything that you're doing in the music scene, Level to the Room. Um, Sounds like you're getting your feet wet with uh, the alternative as well. So there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot um, just constantly happening. It's really cool. Awesome. Well, there's so much, but before we get into what you're working on presently, I'd like to be able to talk to you a little bit about kind of how you found your way into music and such. But um, yeah, so maybe what were some bands or musicians that were kind of your entry point to discovering your love of music? So growing up, it was always um, my dad playing a lot of Spanish rock, but also bands like Green Day. Um, And with my mom, it was always more like 80s pop. And when I was coming into music on my own, um, probably the end of middle school and early high school, like everything that I knew was just fueled by ramen bands or like when I started reading alternative press, stuff like that. Uh, I love to fuel by ramen bands. That was a great era. So you're, you're referring to probably more the likes of like uh, the Academy is, Cobra Starship, um, mm-hmm. even uh, Paramore and all that stuff, right? Yeah, Pop Heroes, stuff like that. Oh my gosh, that was such a great era of music. Like I missed that on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you ever get to catch any of them live when they'd come through in like 2006, 2007? No, I didn't actually start going to shows until I think 2011 when I was in eighth grade. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I mean, that's a, that's still a great time for music and there's been so much coming out. I would say pretty much since 2000, as far as like really great pop punk comes out. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, How did you kind of find your way into starting to write about music and musicians? So what I first started doing um, was album reviews, and I was actually, um, when I was in 10th grade in my English class, my English teacher just saw that I was talking about music all the time, and I just finished up assignments in class and just be bored, and she was like, hey, like, you should start writing about this, and I kind of put it off, because I was like, I don't know how to write about music, and then I just, like, waited, and she would keep asking me, um, so actually, I forget which one it was, but the first album I ever um, did a review for was for We Are The In Crowd. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, it really wasn't for anything. It was just um, for me to give to my teacher. And then uh, I think she just uh, did like little markups on it and then gave it back to me. And then I would give it back to her and she gave it back to me. And we kind of like went back and forth. Um, And then I'm probably like a month later, um, I reviewed Cope by Manchester Orchestra. And um, it was like the second semester of the year. So it was already getting um, close to the end of the year. But I think I did like three or four. And then during that summer was when I kind of um, like looked into publications online and tried to write more. What was maybe the first um, publication you got to write for? Um, I think it's called Unite the Scene, uh, which is just a website based on Tumblr. That's neat. Um, Did you ever do any kind of like print writing, like for a student newspaper or magazine or anything like that? No, my um, school. School used to have like a newspaper that, that was a lot um, like years before I was able to take the class and then they stopped having it. I think we just had yearbook and I was about it. Oh, bummer. Yeah, because I am. Um, I myself kind of got my feet wet with all that stuff with like high school student newspaper and all that stuff. So I wasn't sure if that had been the case for you. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so you mentioned writing for um, Unite the Scene and stuff. Uh, what were some other of the places that you got to kind of write for as you were developing your writing. What did these uh, experiences teach you? 
Uh, they taught me a lot. Um, one of the publications that I really started off with um, was Focus Magazine, based out of Chicago. And I kind of, I just saw, I think it was on Tumblr too, um, that they were looking for writers. And then um, Penelope, Penelope Martinez, who was the editor-in-chief at the time, um, I kind of went back and forth with her for a little bit. And then I just, um, I think it was right when I started too, um, I pitched my own segment called Local Spotlight because I found this band on Tumblr called uh, Vagabonds and they, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I was kind of like, hey, I'd want to write about this artist. I don't really know how. And then I think for two years, I ran my own like two page spread in the magazine every month, which is just me like finding a small band that I thought was cool. Oh, that's really neat. I love that you kind of found your niche and just grew with it. Mm-hmm. Would you say Tumblr was kind of where you were able to kind of start finding the different places that you wanted to write for? Yeah, definitely. And there was always just like so much music that I knew nothing about. And I was just kind of discovering stuff all the time. That's really neat. And you were able to connect with places like just publications all over. The fact that you were able to get in touch with somebody from Chicago is just amazing. Yeah, I think I what I did was just like search through the tags all the time and just kind of figure out uh, like where I could start. That's neat. And what a great opportunity to kind of like be able to work with somebody who is willing to take on a young writer and help you develop yeah. your own space. Yeah, I think I was in 11th grade when I started that too. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, I had just been talking to um, Luke Dean um, from Bagamons and it was really cool because The Alternative just premiered um, one of his new songs and I was like, hey, like I wrote about you like four years ago. Oh my gosh, you were really ahead of the curve then. <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool to see everything go full circle. Like he's in the publication that I'm now working with. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, what are some bands that maybe you've really kind of enjoyed seeing grow like Vagabonds over the years? Definitely Gouge Away. Mm-hmm. And Wolf. That's a great band. Yeah, because they've, they've grown so much even in just the past couple of years. They're really talented people. And I see, I've seen that you've written about them a couple of times too. Yeah, um, on Level, we just put out um, yesterday, one of our writers did an interview with Gouge Away all about like their new record on Death Witch and stuff like that. And I think I've been seeing them live for probably like two or three years now. And then with Wolverine, I first wrote about them, I think two years ago. And I've seen them so many times in Gainesville and it's always really, really fun. Yeah, they're such, a, both of those bands are so incredibly talented and like there's, they've been so much fun to watch grow over the years too, like you said. Um, so to kind of backtrack a little bit, how did you kind of find your way to level to the room? So um, I think at the end of December, I want to say 2016, I went to like a local showcase. And then from then on, it was kind of where I got more involved with local bands. Uh, but actually my best friend, Eliza Goldstein, who now is like the video director for Level, um, she had met Ian who started the website and uh, she started doing photography and stuff. And then he, at the time, was just looking for more staff. But I think it was only him, um, Graham Johnson, who also helped found the website, and Eliza, which was the staff of three people. And um, he messaged me on Facebook. And I was like, whoa, this is, like, a really cool thing. Like, I've heard about this site. Um, and then I just, like, emailed him back. And we met up uh, at a house show, I think, like, two days later, and just, like, talked about the website. And then pretty slowly, I would just, like, photograph shows, and I would write. And then um, it wasn't until um, this past October where I – took over with content managing. That's really neat. Yeah, I see that you post a lot of articles and they seem to come out pretty frequently. We we try to schedule definitely in advance just so everything 
is organized and even I think throughout like um this entire year so far we've maybe missed one day during the week um every month and then we always take weekends off but we try to hit at least um five posts during the week every week that's awesome um how did you kind of start to fit into a routine with knowing when to post content so what i like i organize basically everything i do just in spreadsheets so i'll make like a list of what's coming up and then we also have like a facebook group where i will talk to the staff and we'll kind of figure out uh, what's coming up and who wants to claim what and we also try, um, we're actually having one today to have two staff meetings every month where we all just like meet downtown and kind of talk about what we want to do. That's really neat. And I'm sure it's nice to have that like closeness and communication there. Oh yeah, definitely. It makes everything really simple. That's awesome. And everybody's pretty much local, right? Uh, most of us, yeah. Um, one of our writers, Hope, is based out of Atlanta. And then uh, one of our new writers, Jeremy, is also based out of Georgia. Okay, that's pretty cool you know, not too far. And I think as long as it sounds like you all do a really great job about staying in communication. Yeah, we definitely try to email back and forth or just have like open chats um, within the group that we have on Facebook. That's so awesome. Um, you know, you, you do a lot of management, of course, of the content, but I noticed that you still are able to create content yourself. What's maybe one of the favorite pieces that you've worked on with Level to the Room? Wow, um, that's a really good question. I guess probably on the video side, um, just because um, I think last year when we were doing a video series, like that was the first time I ever really shot video for anything. And then um, during Fest, I was doing the on-camera interviews and then I actually um, edited like the set of video myself and that was my first time really editing any type of video outside of like a classroom setting. Um, I wanna say probably one of my coolest experiences, we worked with this band called Twin from Nashville and we filmed it at Heartwood downstage here in town. So it was like professional equipment, professional lighting and sound. And I used like a moving camera for one of the shots. And that was my first time really doing that. And it was just really, really cool. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it's yeah. really cool that you're able to also get your feet wet when it comes to like video too. It's such a challenging but rewarding form to be working on when it comes to these projects. It, that's so cool. And I loved watching your fest videos, by the way. Um, it was really cool seeing fr mutual friends like Gutless being able yeah. to have those interviews. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And what a great band, too, out of Gainesville. Yeah, I'm actually seeing them towards the end of the month. We're playing with Just Friends and Graduating Life. Uh, oh, that's, that's an awesome that's show. Cool. Yeah. That lineup looks so good. I wish I could sneak up for that one. <laughs> well, you highlight a lot of really diverse talent in Gainesville. Is that something that you try to do intentionally with your writing? Yeah, when we first started off, like we knew the kind of bands that we were interested and focused on. But um, just throughout like even the past few months, I just try to get as many bands as I can instead of kind of covering the same bands over and over. And there is just so much new music all the time that we always try to find something that we just think is interesting and maybe our audience would think is interesting too. That's really a great like point of motivation and stuff. And like Gainesville, I feel like is still somehow one of those cities that, you know, unless you're like really entrenched in the music community, you don't realize that there's so many great bands coming out of that town. Mm -hmm. And there's just shows every single weekend all the time. And there's constantly new bands forming too. Yeah, it totally seems like that's the case. I mean, I'm sure it helps that it's a college town, but at the same time, it's just, it's always been a nice epicenter of music here in Florida. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite venue or space where you like to see shows? Um, 
probably I'd say Lucy's right now, just because I love the lighting. But for smaller shows, I'd probably say the hardback. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been to both. They're both really great spots. Um, I feel like some of the crazier shows I've been to have definitely been at Lucy's. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, Prawn play there, I think, in January or February, and it was really, really fun. Oh, that must have been a great set at Lucy's. I got to see them here in Tampa, probably. I think it was the same weekend they they were doing that stint through Florida, but... Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Lucy's would have been so much fun to see too. And they were playing with like Dikembe and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. What venue did you see then? Uh, it was at this place called The Hub in Tampa. Honestly, okay. I would have rather have seen them at Lucy's. <laughs> I've never, um, I think the only venue that I've gone to in Tampa is the Crowbar. Yeah, that's definitely one of the better ones to go to in Tampa, that's for sure. But yeah, because that one, they've used it as like a pre-fest venue and everything. The sound's yeah. great. The space is great but I'll have to get you over to the St. Pete side, if anything. We have a really cool uh, DIY venue called uh, Lucky You Tattoo. Yeah, I hear about that all the time, and I've really been wanting to go. I think that would be awesome. Well, you're welcome here anytime. I think you'd have a blast with, like, whether it's the local bands that play here on a regular basis or even, like, the touring bands that we've managed to get there have been so awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Gaujoe is playing, I think, in, like, a couple weeks here, too, so that's enticing. Yeah, that, um, at the end of July. Yeah. Yeah, they just um, announced that they're playing the Atlantic, and it's really cool. I think it was even June of last year. They played at the hardback, so see them, like, move up to such a bigger venue is so awesome. Yeah, the Atlantic is such a fun venue to see those kind of bands, too. Like, I know during Fest, it's kind of, like, coined as, like, the hardcore spot, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just like the layout, especially since they renovated it. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like you can fit more people in there and, like, comfortably enjoy these kind of bands. And, like, to see Gaudreau in that kind of intimate setting would just be amazing to me. Yeah, I saw them play at the Atlantic, um, like, this past fest, and it was really, really awesome. And it was so packed. Oh, I believe it. They've gotten so much attention. And, like, uh, ever since they've been touring with, like, Touche Amore, it's been yeah. a wild. <laughs> I'm so excited to just continue to see that band grow. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for them to release new music, too. Right? That new record's due out soon, isn't it? Yeah, I want to say it should be out sometime this year. And even, yeah. uh, like, those two songs that they had put out, I think it was, like, last summer or something, are really, really great. Right? Um. Yeah, they're. I think it's with Death Wish that they're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, there's so much good new music coming out. And I know if you're anything like me, we're both trying to stay on top of it. Um, yeah. It, do you get to get even more exposure working with the alternative as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially when I'm just, like, placing articles with bands I've never heard of. And then say I'm doing, uh, like, a show review and I have to pull links from Bandcamp, then I'll just go ahead and listen to those bands. That's cool. I love that. Um, you started putting out some pieces with the alternative recently, too. You did that one piece where I was talking about how to reach out to different websites, right? Yeah, it was how to pitch to uh, music websites. Mm-hmm. I really loved that, first of all. I was actually able to, I had a friend that I was talking to about oh. who was trying to figure out how to share their music with publications, and I immediately grabbed your article and I shared it with my friend because I was just like, yeah. look, this will help you. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep it really simple. Yeah, it, I thought it was, and I found it very informative. You even had, like, a little template and everything for, like, how to... Mm-hmm write to a publication and stuff, what made you decide that this was something that was really important to get out there from your perspective? 
Um, I just kind of wanted to do like my own uh, kind of piece for the site. And I, that's just something that I think about a lot in terms of like when I get emails and stuff like that, because for level, I'm always getting like a pitch for something new or even um, through my personal email, just like with people I've worked with in the past for festivals. And then I'll look at an email. It's like, wow, like I need to have like this photo or I need to have like these links that I don't have them. So I feel like just telling people like, hey, this is what someone would want just makes it so much more simple. So then you don't do the back and forth when you just get it initially. Yeah, that's so important. And I like that you put that out there because I know for me, when I organize podcast interviews, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'm the one pitching to them. Sometimes the artist is pitching to me. And uh, it can be a little bit difficult when you have to do that back and forth occasionally. Like, hey, I need this photo or could you send me links to your music and like all that stuff. And it's nice to know that there's a guideline that's out there for folks to be able to reference and everything. Yeah, because definitely sometimes I'll get an email and it's like, the photo links absolutely everything that I'm, I want. And that makes me want to work with them more. I'm like, wow, this is so easy. Mm-hmm. And I know you sound like and exactly the type of content that I'd want to do. Yeah, that's perfect. It's nice to know that you have those resources and then they'll see that too. Mm-hmm. So I know this is kind of reaching a little bit far ahead, but um, how would you like to maybe improve your writing or experience in media and music over the next couple of years? Um, I don't know. I guess I just want to branch out more, especially on like the business or the more like administrative side of things just knowing more about like HTML code and stuff like that. And then within writing, I guess I'll just learn more as I go and also just like the different types of language to use. Because when I was first starting out, I would just look up on a bunch of websites, just like different um, ways to describe music instead of kind of using like the same repetitive language. So I guess just getting more experience and then figuring it out as I go. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because when I was first starting to write and blog as a, um, as kind of an aspiring music journalist, uh, I found myself looking at other people's reviews and trying to see if I can like match their language to describe a band. And it sometimes is so much more challenging by trying to do what others are doing. And like, you start to kind of find your voice over time. And I noticed that even in, in your writing, you do have your own voice and you are kind of finding your own way of approaching talking about bands and stuff. So it's cool to know that you're as conscientious of it as I am for sure. Yeah, that's really awesome to hear that. Yeah, it's definitely part of the experience. That's, that's so good for you to bring up. Um, what kind of keeps you motivated to keep writing, blogging, and exploring um, even video? Um, I guess I'm just always kind of been a person that just wants to learn something new or just like keep myself busy doing something new. So even like editing photos, if I, when I've been doing that for so long, if I figure out like a new way, like that's really exciting. And then just, I guess, being, like, within the local scene, there's so many bands that I, like, care about and that I want to see do well. And especially just, like, getting new music, like, in my email and discovering something cool is really motivating. Yeah, for sure. It seems like between the fact that the nature of it is to constantly learn new things is there, as well as the culture of the scene has got to help. Do you feel like you learn things from maybe your fellow staffers for Level to the Rim as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, Eliza... Um, when I've been working with her for video content, I'll just kind of ask her, like, even with my camera and, like, um, leveling, like, the white balance and simple stuff like that, and then just kind of talking about, like, what she would want a shot to look like, and then just seeing her, like, edit, and that process is really cool, just because I've never really gone into the video side until I started working with her and with the site. 
That's really cool. It's nice to have that kind of resource there that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. And I'm sure it helps shape your technique as well. Mm -hmm, Definitely. That's really cool. Um, So you mentioned that, you know, the bands kind of have an impact as well. How would you say maybe the, like, the music scene has influenced and motivated you with your efforts to level to the room? Um, I guess just discovering a lot of new local bands and just wanting, like, people to hear about them, just know about them. Like, even, I think it was last March, I started going to local shows at this house show venue called The Dumpster um, that the guys in the band, the local band Don King are in. And that's, like, where I met Ian, who runs Level. That's, like, where I met one of my best friends, Kevin. Um, I've met, like, so many people there. And it's just, like, discovering, like, new places all the time. That's really neat. It sounds like the local scene can be pretty welcoming in that sense. Yeah, people are always really excited and, like, inviting each other to go out to shows and just discover new bands together, which I think is a really cool process. That is really cool. It it definitely helps open you to even more bands that could be coming through or developing in the scene. Mm -hmm. And there's always a lot of big touring bands, too, that come through and just play with all the local bands. Yeah, that's really cool. I know that um, even, like, Florida bands in general seem to be really doing well crossing over into multiple scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I remember talking to Woolbright not too long ago about that, how um, Candace kind of sees the state as, like, more of a scene itself rather than different cities. Would you kind of say that it's like that for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of bands are just constantly working together or they're, like, trading shows and stuff like that. And I I don't know too much about, like, the Orlando or Tampa scene, but I feel like a lot of it's just intertwined because everyone is friends or they know each other's bands and will help each other out. Yeah, that's one of the things I definitely love about it, too. It's just, it seems like there's a lot more inclusivity because of it. The fact that everybody can kind of connect and help each other book shows and interact in that sense, too. Yeah, and even, like, um, on Facebook, like, the DIY groups, like, DIY shows and games, so, like, people are always constantly trying to help each other. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Do you have any favorite places in Florida you like to visit for shows? Um, I mean, right now, just with school, I'm mostly just in Gainesville, but I do want to go to Tampa more. I know I'm going there um, for the Remo Drive show. I think it's at Crowbar, and I had gone to Crowbar in February um, to see Mom Jeans with Tiny Moving Parts, and that was really, really fun. Damn, we must have just barely missed each other because I was at that show too. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been so cool. Wow. We were in the same room and probably just missed each other. Yeah, because I was there to see Oso so opening and everything. Because yeah. I wasn't even planning on going, um, but my friend was like, hey, like I'm going, blah, blah, blah. And I was, because I was having class and stuff, but I was like, oh, that's a Saturday. Like, yeah, I'll go. And we, I think we decided like Monday that we were going to go to the show together. It was really, really fun. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, Damn, I know that we're doing better now, keeping an eye out for each other and stuff for these kind of shows, but that's so wild. I love that Florida can be like that. (laughs) Or, like, I'll see someone at a show. Like, I went to Shaky Knees in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and people that I, like, knew from Gainesville that were just there. That's really neat, and Gainesville is not too crazy of a drive to Georgia at that point, so... Yeah, it's not too bad. And I even saw people with, like, those Lucy's shirts that they sell at Fest. And I saw at least, like, two people with, uh, like, Fest volunteer shirts, too. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that, like, with Fest and stuff, the community is so large that you have a high chance of running into other people who are Festers when you visit other festivals or, like, other spaces. Yeah, especially, like, anywhere in Florida, so you just talk to people about Fest. <laughs> 
Sorry about that. My dog just barked. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. It's really cool. But that, that, uh, that just exists. That's probably my favorite thing about fest is that people are all over. Like I'm going to New York here in a couple of weeks and, uh, well, I guess, I guess I can say a couple of weeks. It's in uh it's in the beginning of August, but I have a ton of friends from fest that I'm hoping to run into and stuff while I'm there. And it kind of helps the feeling of fest exist beyond that one week in October. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Speaking of similar to that thought, uh, what are some bands that you're really excited about that are making music right now? I recently just got into Retirement Party. I think their album came out maybe like two weeks ago or something like that. It's and so good. Shoulder is probably my favorite song on it. I I want to say you just listen to that song way more than any of the other ones. Um, besides like, uh, I think it's Passion Fruit Tea, which is a single. Mm-hmm. I've also just really been into Nervous Dater. I know the record came out last year and I listened to it a little bit, but after their audio tree came out, like I've just had that on repeat for so long. Such a great band. And that record is so great too. I love Nervous Dater. Definitely a huge fan. I keep hoping that they'll find their way to Florida or maybe I'll be able to see them when I'm in New York, but oh my gosh, they're so great. That that audio tree session was phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, those are definitely really great bands to reference, that's for sure. Do you have any, like, dream guests or people that you want to work with in music? That's such a big question. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine there's a billion bands that I could name, especially really influential bands just growing up, like Paramore or something like that. That would be amazing. I, I feel like Haley is so open to the DIY scene still that it's entirely possible. Yeah, and I had just seen, I think it was a few days ago now, they did a show in Nashville at the end that's like a 200 capacity venue and the only way they promoted it was um like through radio or something so it was only people in the area that really knew about it that's so cool I would have loved to have been able to see them in like that small of a space that would have just felt very homey and that's just so rare too especially for it to be like the venue where the band started it's so special right that just makes it all the more special I think about whenever um during fest, whenever there's like the secret sets and you get to see these like large bands play venues that are maybe like 200, 300 cap uh, capacity and stuff. It's just, it's, it makes it that much more intimate. And to see a band that has had such a rocketing trajectory like Paramore, that's just mind boggling. Yeah. Man, that's definitely a band that would be really cool. And hey, who knows? Maybe someday we will see uh, Haley Williams on a Level to the Room video interview series. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Right? You're gonna have to call me if that happens. <laughs> I, will, I will, don't worry. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, that, that could be just an amazing opportunity for you, that's for sure. Um, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to get involved in the scene and maybe covering music? Yeah, I mean, just kind of find a starting point, like find what it is within the music scene that you could kind of start off with in a simple way, whether it's like writing or just like having a camera and taking it to shows really just can be anything like super simple and just figure out what motivates you and grow from there. That's really what I did. I started off um, writing, but I always liked photography more. So I really focused on that for a few years and then realized that I did still like writing, got back into it. So That's really, cool. especially with like local venues, if like you can just bring in your camera and then you can just practice, go to shows, figure out what you like, what you don't like, and figure out how to edit. Even for me, like, a big way that I first learned was just watching, sitting and watching YouTube videos for a long time about my camera. 
That's really nifty. That's how you really get to hone in your skills. And like, I remember when I first started to, one of the things that I would do is like, I would take my camera to, to shows just like what you were suggesting. And mm-hmm. I remember what I do is I'd just like post them. And like, if it was like a local band, I would tag them. And I always was like really flattered whenever they would share the photo or like if anybody cared about the picture I took. It's just, it's really nice that the DIY community can like really foster your skills as well. Yeah, and there's always so many people in the community or just, like, if there's a place where you could, like, just get textbooks or you could find someone who could mentor you. And it's so simple because everyone, especially in Gainesville, is, like, willing to help each other learn these skills. Yeah, that totally seems like the case. That's really exciting to know that that exists where you're at. It's got to be really motivating. Because mm-hmm, even if I ever have a question, I know that there's someone that I could reach out to. That's really cool and special for sure. Um, what are some things that you'd like to maybe accomplish through writing and video for the next year with Level to the Room or maybe any of your other projects? Um, probably with Level, just push more video content and do more um, video interviews. And then I guess like anything that we kind of come up with together, but I definitely just want to keep interviewing bands and um, just cover what we can, especially shows. I love um, reading like show reviews and seeing everyone's photos when I'm like placing articles and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, kind of figuring it out as we go along, really. That's awesome. Well, it seems like Level to the Room is really growing and you've got a lot of really great opportunities ahead. Yeah, we, we've definitely been growing our stuff a lot. So that's been really useful. So we can constantly just push out new content. Well, cool. I'm excited for everything that you've got coming up. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for joining me, Lindsay. It's been so much fun. Yeah, of course. Where can everybody keep up with you on social media or the internet? So the best place is leveltotheroom.com. That's L-V-L to the room.com. And then all of our social media is on there, Level to the Room on Facebook and on Twitter. And then um, on Instagram, it's just with underscores between the words. Awesome. Well, everybody's going to have to make sure that they follow and subscribe to everything Level to the Room. It's Thank a really you. awesome site. One of the ones I admire the most here in Florida. That's for sure. Thank you. Of course. Well, it's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me. Four walls, three rooms, all shared by one small damaged roof. You'd think by now they'd figure out how to stay cool. Most days are late nights, harsh fights. She'll ask with right, can you please me?
Thank you so much to Lindsay for not only this interview, but the new friendship we formed this year. I am so excited to hang out at more shows across Florida this year, and of course at the best. Make sure to follow and subscribe to all things Level to the Room. They're working with some awesome bands from Florida and from all over and beyond to curate the ultimate collection of diverse and incredible talent online. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos run publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and stay proud of yourself and your community. You're valid. I'm not really in here.